When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like the classic shit, the kind you're active with. I like what I see, I like how you smack it. I like the way you walk, I like your little jacket. You went to the Beyonce show and that's where you grabbed it. You got a formation tour, flower on your back. You never is whack and your shoes click clack. They got leather soles, your pussy is whole. You're in control and your life is so full. Cause you went to school, you were still cool and you still were fool. Ass, if, class, pass, dress, dick. Asante spit. Yeah, and I'm about to spit it. Acapella cause I don't need a beat to hit it. Yeah, real quick and we back in the friend zone. I gotta put that shit every day like I'm on the phone. Yeah, slant rhyme to the tone to the next line. Did need a beat and I gotta fly higher than higher and I get high. <laughs> Woo. Speaking of getting high. I have a confession to make. Oh, no. I have to testify. Don't do it. Reconsider. I have gone back. <laughs> I have gone back to smoking. Wait, you left? Exactly. <laughs> That's how quickly I have gone back to smoking. What I happened? Quit. Being sober was too much. You know what? I actually I tapered off so much to where it's comfortable now for me to smoke. Like, I can smoke comfortably. Before, I was just in a really dark haze, and I was just smoking on smoking on smoking. So now that I've taken, like, a small break... A week. Because I smoked a on, week. like, that Friday. I was like, let me treat myself. It's been a full week, so let me smoke some and see how I'm feeling. And I felt great. <laughs> so I've decided to go back to smoking because it was a hard-ass weekend. You was back at one like Brian McKnight. That's right. <laughs> back at one like Brian McKnight. And not, then you repeat steps one through three. Not pussy work. Y'all remember when he did that shit? Oh, my oh, that God. That was disgusting. That was, like that was so embarrassing. It was so gross and disgusting. Notice he never came back after that. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that was the parody for the, uh, that what's that website where they do all the stupid college shit? Like BuzzFeed. <laughs> Shade. <Right>. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah. like college humor prank thing. Laugher, laugh or something. Funny or die. Funny or die. Amber Rose's video on Funny or Die was hilarious. Did Yo, you ever see it? Yes. Where they was talking about her, like yeah. she you look like you sex. just had sex. I sure did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was hilarious. It was a bomb. It was really good, though. It really put some things into perspective when you looked at it. Like, yeah, why is it a big deal? She's like that. Speaking of Amber Rose. Yes. Her body. Oh, her body is amazing. Oh, my goodness. Where you like, see her body at? Right? Nice setup. <laughs> um, at the Hip Hop Honors, she walked past us, and I was like, wow. She's <laughs> like, built. seeing it in person was a whole different ballgame. That's why She's she don't beautiful. need that hair. She got <laughs> right, all that yeah, for front what? and that back. She's a brick house, but she got that short haircut, so she's more like a modern home. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's all that oh is. Oh my god! <laughs> so you know, <laughs> what did you think of the show? The hip hop. Oh, um, I was about to say the hip hop awards. Damn, but the hip hop honors they were good this year. They were. Right? They were really good, and I felt like there was so much talent in the room. Like it mm-hmm. was just like star after star after star. Moments where you reminisce, you know, came so you know just quickly one after the other after the other it was great and so many hits right? so many hits it was a few misses in there too <laughs> but it was so no. many hits though so many hits i really enjoyed <laughs> queen latifah's performance that was amazing yes um i really enjoyed her um i really enjoyed um of course trina i enjoyed everything i did i well I but I did I enjoyed everything for the most part. I just didn't like it was like literally I looked at my phone to send a tweet and when I looked back up Ashanti was rapping. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I just didn't see it coming. So <laughs> I don't know. I was just kind of shocked. I, I was shocked and, as well when they said her name. I was like, Ashanti is still performing in things, and that's no I've been shame. She, she was. Could, I, 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 well, I've known me. that she had been been performing. I just. She was rapping. Like, I was like, why did they have her, of all people, rap What a Man by Salt and Pepper? And, right. and surprisingly, I was I, I was shocked about how much I was pleased by it. I was like, Ashanti is actually not half bad up there right now. And then I lost interest the other half. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that was all I had for her. I will say, um, when the announcer said that Lil Mama mm-hmm. was coming out, everyone started <laughs> laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole audience was just so bugged out. And then she killed it. Well, because she was and acting like that. somebody else. I love it when she is like, she's she's a talented actor. She's very period. talented, yeah. Because she played the hell out of Left Eye. She did. And um, Kiki Palmer. She was amazing. I think she did a great job. She did. And Tiana. Who was Kiki up there with? You know what? I asked the same thing. With the curly hair. I don't. I I thought it was Shekinah, um, Tiny's friend that does the (laughs) hair with the beautiful edges. (laughs) I thought that was Shekinah. She is VH1 um, fam. Kiki Palmer. So I was like, okay, go ahead, Shekinah. She was hitting (laughs) the choreo and shit. No, honestly, I I have no idea who it was. Okay, since you said Shekinah. You know, there used to be that picture floating around on the internet, and people thought that it was Crystal. And they used to tell Crystal she looked like Shekinah. We'll and she used sure. to hate that. I'm going to post it. Oh, no, I can't post it. Crystal going to kill me. I Don't. have it. <laughs> I'm going to show it to you. Oh, no. Whew. Um, No, but I thought it was really good. Tiana Taylor blew me away. She killed Oh, it. my God. Like, she was the amazing. Wigs and the preparation. They did even went did they show that. it on TV when she w- threw the wig yes, off? The they showed wig. that? They showed oh it when God. she was walking yes. off. They I didn't think they it. showed that. Threw it on the floor. <laughs> Man. I said, Tiana? you don't pick the Tokyo wig up off the floor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving up to get my wig. I thought I forgot. I'm getting my braids. <laughs> I saw Tokyo there when he was walking outside. Uh, I went to bed. Oh, my God. Shout out to Tokyo Styles. So which one was your favorite performance of the night um probably queen latifah because i was because of the like the i was just so shocked because moni love was up there with her and i didn't know who it was at first like everybody else listen at least somebody had some some elements of their look you know from back in the day you kind of knew who it was i literally had no idea who moni love was i thought it was like neffy keisha cole's sister neffy i thought it was nefeteria i didn't know who it was (laughs) I just knew whoever it was looked like they had just dropped their kids off on the way there and just came straight to the thing. Oh, she said, she, she looked like she had her she keys did. in her hand. She in her did. pocket. She literally She looked like did. she put a napkin in like her phone in her coat pocket. Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and then came out there on the stage. You know who else killed me though? It looks wise, Rodiga. Rodiga yeah. 
she had on this weird sequinsy butterfly top and her ponytail. Her ponytail looked like a Rod Digger ponytail. But outside of that, I was like, I don't know if Rod Digger's well. And Babs Bunny was there. Listen, she's talented. I want, she I was want there. Babs we saw to her be more stuck. active in my life. I want her to be way more active in my life. She just did not get her due diligence from the band killing bitches in the house. Y'all back homework. To back. I wish this Babs was, was able to perform though. She's too busy too. walking across the Brooklyn Bridge to get Diddy Cheesecake. <laughs> and your homework this week is to go on YouTube and search the making the band fights. Watch the one <laughs> the when fight. Babs was mad because she was asleep <laughs> and her friend that like did hair. I get. I'm assuming on the side. Her friend that did hair like on the side probably like did braids and shit. Like she had called the house mm-hmm. to ask what kind of hair. Or to tell Babs what kind of hair to get. And Babs was asleep. And so since she was asleep, you know, Ness didn't give her the phone. He said, you know, she's asleep. Ness. Her friend said it was an emergency, and Ness said she's asleep. Now, Babs woke up, and all hell broke loose because she said that she had to walk around with a scarf on looking crazy because he didn't, you know, respect her enough to give her the phone. But I, from my experience, you know, when somebody sleeps, you let them lie in state. You know what I'm saying? Until <laughs> they wake up. You don't fuck with nobody when they sleep. So it was just, you just need to watch it because it's good. I need to rewatch that whole yeah. Yeah. season. I definitely, want, I definitely wish <laughs> I had that on. That show was really good. It was yeah. very good. Right? I remember that's when I was like into reality. Even TV the audition heavy. process and watching the people he was picking and seeing like all the talent from all over was just a bomb thing. Very good. Yeah. Diddy coming out last night was a cool surprise too. Very yes. good surprise. Right? The hip hop honors were so good. It was. The, I'd say it was probably the best award show I've seen in a long a time because I was excited the entire time. Eve looked amazing. Yes, she did. Like that ponytail she had. I didn't like her hair when when she removed the ponytail. I didn't know why the ponytail had to be, you know, POW or whatever. <laughs> you know, but once the once the ponytail was removed, I just. <laughs> but she looked so sleek and everything about her. She like, did. She looked great. Oh, you know who looked so good. Kelly Rowland. Oh my God! This was my first time seeing her in person. Mm -hmm. Wow, she looked like a god. Oh my my God! Her skin is so perfect. Her and Beyonce be using that expensive ass, that seven thousand dollar lotion and shit. Oh God, she's goals. They are just that's like beauty goals right there. (sighs) Kelly Rowland is just perfectly chocolate. Beautiful. She's just a pretty girl. Picture. It's interesting too when you start seeing certain people you've seen forever but mm-hmm. only on TV and then you see them in person and it's like I feel like pictures don't even do her justice mm-hmm. like as beautiful as she looks already online and on TV but in person was like that's times how I felt 10. when I had ran into um uh what's her name who? Maybelline E from Judge Maybelline <laughs> when I ran into her in Harlem no. one time at this open mic night I was like you know what TV don't even do you justice you girl. told her that you look good, Maybelline. You so charming. She had her shoulders out. No. <laughs> she was like, it was a night on the so town. So she was having I was a good like, time. Girl? So that's what be underneath that robe, huh? No. I said, you one of them be up there in your in red straight to let stretch lace and shit up underneath your your choir or not choir robe <laughs> up underneath your judges, Get you know. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> She got Tamar fired and won't admit it, please, because I've been got upset again. (laughs) My soul still is not, I haven't made peace now, I will say again for the record, (laughs) that I was so elated to see Tamar and Tamara on that plane because they they finally made it to Essence together after all. (laughs) So that made me happy. But, you know, Lonnie... I was so torn because, you know, she's from Detroit and oh. I was rooting for her. And oh, and I let a lot of shit go that I normally would have, like, made fun of somebody for. I let it go because she was on the show and I liked them together. I even dealt with Jeannie. 
<laughs> Doubt. They even looked at yeah. Adrian with too much jewelry on and them doily collar shirts and shit, but I was okay. Oh. You know? And then they did my girl Tamar dirty like that. But let me stop because I, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm no. still dealing with the therapy. It's an open wound. It is. The same wound, Flav. <laughs> the same, the same wound. wound, Lonnie. <laughs> Ain't nobody bringing her back. Uh, Lying, talking about she don't know what happened. <laughs> she said she woke up from a nap. <laughs> right. Lonnie Love, when she found the news, bro, she said, like, I woke up from a nap. And y'all know I get my naps in. <laughs> my naps I hope, in. I hope, you know, I hope Logan, like, caught her fat one time. Because, you know, kids can say anything. Oh Everybody just laugh it off. So I hope, like, when they was friends, Logan let her have it a couple times. <laughs> and they had to, like, awkwardly laugh it off. <laughs> Only does get. it. <laughs> So let's jump in. So on last week's show, we discussed how to get back to happy. And you guys had a lot of really interesting advice, perspective, experiences that you shared with us. And we picked our favorites. So who wants to go first for the recap session? I'll start with um, this email that I have from this young lady, uh, Alex Jordan. And I know it's a young lady because she put Alexis at the bottom. No, I lied. Well, lady or gentleman, sorry. Um, Alex writes, This week has been particularly rough for me. My best friend canceled on me for my birthday trip for personal reasons that are not all her fault. But it still hurts because I haven't had a successful birthday outing since I was seven, literally. Following that, I heard about the tragic killing of Alton Sterling, which caused me to grieve. Then my boyfriend and I broke up yesterday, just a day before my birthday. And I spent the day crying instead of listening to your show, which I never miss on any Wednesday. I woke up this morning still sad about some, but somewhat refreshed when I heard of the killing of Philando Castile. I was in full-blown mourning at this point. My personal issues combined with the sorrow I feel for my people on, constant base, on a constant basis nearly taking me out. Today is my birthday. I just turned 24. Happy, Happy belated birthday. birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was on my way to work this morning, I listened to your show from yesterday. When I say that y'all had just the right thing to say to actually lift me up, It is not an understatement to say that the friend zone has been my life vest this week. I know I would have healed and felt better eventually, but the fact that the message shared yesterday was right on time for me, it is a godsend. I had to listen twice, actually. Y'all made me laugh and smile, and for that, I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep being amazing. Keep slaying the game. Keep doing what you do. Much love from your biggest friend. Or your biggest fan. I said your biggest friend because I, I like, looked friend? at you. <laughs> so I just, I definitely had to shout you out because it's amazing that you listen to our show. It's amazing that you, you know, the message was on time for you. And, uh, you know, that's what we really strive to do. And I'm really sorry that all of that happened to you in one week. Things can be so hard sometimes and you just feel like you ain't never going to be happy. So for it to have been your birthday, too. But just hopefully you took some of our advice from last week and using the ninja train to get you through the next week or the next month. So, or the next year, because you never know how long things are going to last. True. I hear that. Viva La Coco on SoundCloud was sharing her perspective when I was talking about getting fired and how it was the best thing that happened to me. She said, I was also fired six months ago from a secure job that I hated. I had housing and could take free classes, but it just wasn't worth the soul crushing foolishness I had to deal with. I was embarrassed and so thrown off because it was safe. I hated waking up every morning and going to be harassed by my boss, but I wanted to make my parents proud and finish schooling. Now I live in a beautiful house with awesome roommates. I'm helping people as my full-time job, and and I am in and around positive people. I also don't work 24-7 like I did with my old job, so I can rediscover some of my hobbies. Getting fired was the best thing that happened to me. 
And then I also liked Cerulean <laughs> Union on SoundCloud that said, that's exactly how it works with relationships and jobs. Either the universe has kicked me out or it has led me to realize after a series of mishaps that it's time to go. And every time it's like, do you see what I'm trying to tell you? And as soon as I let go, something great happened afterwards. So I'm thankful that you guys shared how sometimes if you don't pay attention to the alert system... <laughs> it will just get louder and louder or you're going to have to deal with a situation that's way that's right. more intense than you anticipated. So if something doesn't feel right, the best bet is to just let go as soon as you can. But I understand, like I said last week, I'm one of those people that doesn't deal with change very well. Yeah. <laughs> and I will stay in a situation yeah. until I'm dragged out. So, But I think at this point I've bump my head enough to know when to let go a little bit better. I'm telling you, the Lord is looking for me soon. I'm going to get fired from my job. But when I get fired, I'm going to know. He's like, all right, it was really time for me to go. <laughs> Not because I wasn't a, a, a good employer. No right, shit no, like he's trying to help you out. Okay. Yeah. God wants y'all to win. So, Dustin. Yes. What'd you find? Um, On a serious tip this week, I want to give a shout out to Ian Thompson. His Twitter handle is E-N-T-D-C, that's at I-A-N-T-D-C, and his tweet reads, I'm not generally one for prayer. I pray, though, that when I go to sleep tonight, I do not wake to news of another black person executed by police. And there's nothing I even have to say to tell you why that's one of my favorite tweets. Right. Um, moving forward, I want to give a shout out to Venus and Serena Williams' father. Um, I received a tweet of an audio clip of an interview from when Venus Williams was a young child. Oh, I she love that clip. Girl, and oh, that she confidence. was being interviewed by this guy, and he uh, kept asking her questions repeatedly about her confidence and why she was so confident. It was almost as if, why not just let you hear it? Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Sit down. That's right. He was basically saying, since the audio was a little hard to hear, that you're dealing with a 14-year-old child. She answered with confidence because she felt that way. Stop badgering her about that. Stop trying to penetrate her confidence and throw her off and make her question her confidence in her athleticism. Right. Stop doing that. If she told you that she could beat someone, she she meant that because that's what she felt. And, leave and it he alone. furthermore, you know, on a petty note, he told him, <laughs> you're talking to a little 14-year-old black child who is going to be out there playing tennis when your old ass and me is in the grave. <laughs> And I love that. So shout out to Venus and Serena Williams' dad. Right? Shout Those out to awesome parents. Week. That's right. I love that interview. I remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. So on this week's show, of course, with everything that's been happening, we actually recorded last week's show right before. Literally um, right before. Yeah, literally right before Sadly. Alton Sterling. And a lot of you were actually thankful 
I saw a lot of messages because you said that it was um, a nice break to listen to us laugh and joke and kind of get your mind off of everything that was happening. But, of course, we have to get back to reality this week and share our thoughts on Black Lives Matter and just everything that's happening in the news just to make sure that we are putting the right information out there, having discussions started, getting the dialogues needed because there's just a lot of tension, a lot of confusion, and just a lot of sadness, a lot of tragedy. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter this week. Where do you want to start? Well, why don't we start by clarifying exactly what that is? Because obviously there's a lot of confusion about what Black Lives Matter means, what it is, and what it is not. So mm-hmm. why don't we offer just a little bit of clarity on that first? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I'll say is Black Lives Matter as a movement is has been... I've seen a lot of the um, news anchors like on Fox News and CNN and just random people that they've gotten to speak about it on the internet to say that it's like a the new KK, um, KKK, or um, that it's like anti-white. And it's just very, you know, the media is going to spin it however they need to to make it a lot more um, aggressive than right. it actually is. When in reality, I saw a lot of memes going around. Like, did you see the meme of the houses? Um, there was one meme that I thought explained it perfectly where it was one house burning on a block like on a neighborhood block and the firefighters were hosing the entire block everything but the burning house Mm -hmm. you know and that's essentially what black lives matters means it's not saying no one else's lives matter it's just saying this is a very tragic situation right now where black lives don't matter to a lot of people so we have to bring attention to that and that's exactly what it means it's not anti anyone else right I find it quite interesting um, the similarities amongst the groups of people that I see who have questions about what Black Lives Matter means and their motives behind it. Uh, it's very easy and very clearly defined uh, when you look at who's asking you the question, what, what their motive is behind it. Some people literally don't know, but they recognize that something really bad is going on, and so they want to know more about these people who are obviously you know, offering some sort of outcry about something, and they want to know what about it and what it means. Then you have other people who clearly know and understand what Black Lives Matter means and why people say it and they purposely ask questions or it gives them an opportunity to start a conversation about race and say things um, veiled in ignorance that they've been wanting to say for a very long time and make accusations and make false claims about a group of people and in this case black people that's what's going on here so If we're all watching the same news outlets, if we're all watching the same channel, seeing the exact same thing going on, where is the 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 room for question? Right. We literally have watched black men and women being killed by the hands of the police with negligence. Right. That's literally what we have witnessed. So. I'm confused as to where the space comes in where someone has a question about that. Like, you watched it, so you don't have... That's what we're talking about when we say black lives matter. We're talking about black lives like that. Like, black lives do matter, and you can't just kill someone because you don't like black people or you don't like behaviors that you've seen associated with black people for some reason. You don't like that, so you kill them. And that's fucked up. Furthermore, when someone has been killed, you don't justify that with whatever their past may have been 
I, I get so sick of all this shit happening where it's like, oh, yeah, this cop shot a black person. And then somebody's like, oh, well, what the black person do? Like a cop, someone that's here to serve and protect, killed a black person. An unarmed black person. An unarmed black person. And even and even still, well, what did they do? Did they have any priors? I think that's what really, really takes it apart is when people don't take the time to look back and see where it went wrong before. Like they always have to say, oh, well, did you obey the cop and have that whole conversation? And it sucks as black people. We know that we have had these conversations or have had with parents, you know, just worrying about our safety. So then you have white people that have not had to have those conversations and they look at us and say, oh, well, what's the big deal? Like, you know, are you doing things right? It's like we've taken every precaution, precautions that y'all don't even have to know, experience or deal with to not be in the situation that we're in now. And by yelling out Black Lives Matter, it's almost like we're being shamed for saying, hey, we don't want to fucking die. And I think that that is so fucked up that we can't speak out about any of this shit because there are people that have to work and they don't feel comfortable at work talking about any of this shit. Yeah, and I think the biggest, I don't know, I think the hardest part for me is when I see the celebrities that decide to chime in, especially celebrities of color that want to chime in saying all lives matter. I'm just like, listen, if you believe that, then believe it, but shut up. How does that contribute to the conversation? And a lot of celebs, because I really sat and was thinking, like, why is it that it's, like, almost all of them that are saying that? A lot of my faves. They got to worry about all of their fans' lives. Well, not only that, but I think the issue, yeah, because they clearly aren't. But they're so disconnected because they've been wealthy Mm -hmm. for so long. They're schmoozing around these white executives all day. So in their reality... They don't see any of this happening. All they see are checks, endorsements, you know, success, more money, houses. So their world is so separate from the rest of the world that has to walk the streets and, you know, is getting stopped by police cars. Like, they don't have to deal with that. So it's, I think it's really arrogant in a lot of ways when, when a celeb takes that stance of, like, the whole world matters and all lives matter and we should unite. And it's like, listen... Nobody's saying that all lives. There you go, right Like there. no one is saying that. No Black one's lives saying matter. It's not rooted in exclusion. Nope, at all. It's not at all. And I think it's really like it, it drives me nuts that we even have to explain that at this point. And and the debates and it's such a waste of energy, a waste of time for something so self-explanatory. For something that is so self-explanatory, like Philando Philando Castile. <laughs> Had a permit. Mm-hmm. He told the cop he had a gun. Yes. He had his hands up and said, and when the cop said, let me see your permit, he went to go get the permit and was still shot four times with a child in the back seat. You know what I mean? And then when you start hearing about Philando's life, he's like an awesome man that, mm-hmm. ki- that you know, was doing all these great things for children. All yes. the parents of the children came out to support afterwards and mm-hmm. were saying how he changed their lives. Yes. You know how he knew like 500 kids' yes. names. He had like programs for them. So there's no excuse. 
at this point because people are like oh you know that's the other thing the respectability politics i'm seeing a lot of Mm. even our own black people saying oh well you just have to not be aggressive when the cops stop you or say yes sir and you know and just be respectful and don't get don't get like sandra bland because she was like kind of mouthing off and if they were trying to say that she deserved it what she got you know and that's the craziest thing to me because if you're getting stopped for no reason by a cop you have the right to question why you're getting stopped and I don't really think there's a tone that we could take that will ever be right. We'll always no. be deemed aggressive because that's what you're viewed as just for being black. Exactly. Before you even open your mouth, you're already aggressive. You're already a threat. So if someone's viewing you that that way, there's no sirs or no ma'ams that you could do that will change that. Guess what? So I'm a black man living in America, living in New York City. And about three weeks ago, I was at work. Okay. Um, I wear suits. I wear a suit and tie to work. All right. I was at work and the police were dealing with someone right in front of a space that my job was using for um, for an event, essentially. Um, And there were cameras involved and stuff like that. And so I was I went outside because we were the ones who had called the police to have this um, gentleman removed because he was causing problems. He was, something was off with him. And we ended up finding out later that he had like basically ran away from some sort of care facility. But we found out because he gave us the phone number to the facility because he wanted to go home. So he was out there clowning. But after you start talking to him and let him know that we're not playing those games, you know, let's get to the root of it. He really just wanted to go home. So we called the police so that he could go home. When we called the his facility, that's what they instructed us to do. So we called the police, the police come up and basically form a half circle around the gentleman. There's four police officers. They start asking him these questions, whatever. This is going on. Um, we need for them to be moved because we had a very, uh, one of our high-level executives, okay, and I'm talking like on a global scale, was having something filmed, and we needed that angle. And so since it was something that was very like, no aggression, like there was nobody outside fighting, yelling, screaming, nothing like that. The guy just needed to literally be moved. And they knew that he wasn't offering resistance of any sort, like nothing, no type of confrontational energy whatsoever. So I go outside. They have the they have the guy surrounded in like a half circle. Now, I'm cognizant of the fact that like you don't go up and um, I guess separate like a circle. When the police surround somebody like that, you don't just break in the damn circle. You know, I'm not a cop. So I stood off to the left of them. And the offer that officer that was immediately in front of me, I was like, hi. I was like, sir, you know, excuse me, I'm Dustin. I actually work. I'm one of the, um, I work with such and such team right here. He cut me off. I don't give a shit. The fuck are you doing? You don't cut us off. We're fuck. Get the fuck out of here. We like that's how he started talking. You to gotta me. be kidding. Now I'm with three of my white female coworkers, so they're seeing this go on, right? And they're like blown away. So. Now, you know, I don't care about anybody getting smart with me because I can give it back to you 10 times harder. But right. this is a police officer and I'm black. So with everything going on I right had now. To call. Now, mind you, right, <laughs> I'm at work. I have literally on a suit and tie. OK, clean suit and tie. Right. It's obvious that like this is not whatever, whatever these and rules are, these respectability politics. I played the game. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he still talked to me that way and completely disrespected me, completely was the aggressor, completely got just out of hand immediately in front of people, in front of white people, in front of white women. And they saw him speak to me like that. His partner. So immediately I had a closed mouth smile. 
And I looked at him with eyes that communicated exactly what I wish I could have said verbally. <laughs> and I nodded my head and spun around in my monk straps and went right back inside the office. The police come back, him. And so I see when I turn around and walk away and turn back around and like look back and see what's going on, I see the female officer that was with them. There were three white men and one white woman, women, woman. She says, see, I see her say something to him and point at me, and I see that she's, like, saying, come on. Like, I see she's doing like that. So the her and him end up probably, like, 15 minutes later coming back. And so they were asking around or whatever and ended up asking some of my colleagues about me. They described me. They come upstairs and get me. I go, you know, out to where they are. Um, very smugly. The, the lady is standing there with kind of like a smirk on her face. The guy is like really smug. I just wanted to um, apologize, you know, for uh, uh, maybe I had, uh, you know, got a little smart with you unnecessarily. You know, when we have situations going on, I took my mouth and I looked at him with that same closed mouth smile, nodded my head, spun right back around and walked off because we didn't have anything else to talk about. You're not holding me against my, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. nothing. I didn't have to listen to that. So I walked off because it wasn't a sincere apology. Right. right. So that's what's happening today, right now, here in New York to people who, so that I say that because you mentioned respectability politics mm -hmm. and I want people to know how weak of, it's not even a weak argument, it's not an argument. It's invalid and irrelevant. It doesn't matter what you do, how you conduct yourself, how articulately you speak, it doesn't matter how quote unquote well dressed you are. If you are black and this is America, the police are going to fuck with you. For, not the police, because every police officer is not like that. There's several police officers who, and I love how they have been so vocal about how this is, you know, grossly wrong that these black people are being killed. I love that. So there are good police officers. But the reality is that more than likely you're going to have a horrible experience in the hands of the police as a black mm -hmm. American. Mm -hmm. You have to do something about that. And it's not, I don't even feel like it's something where we have to go so deep into all of these issues about what our experience has been like, how we were raised, any of that shit. As humans, since all lives matter, humanity will allow anyone to be moved seeing someone bloody, you know, murdered in cold blood for no reason. So since all lives matter, then your ass should know that that was fucked up. And you should also know that that's a pattern of the people that are getting murdered being black. And that's why those are the people that we're talking about. Right. So that's why we're saying black lives matter. Right. Point blank. Well, you know, the minute that you say black lives matter and that cops are killing cops, you got people like Giuliani coming out talking about... Black on black crime. Your kids need to be... The black people that are saying that their kids are scared of cops, they need to go outside and basically tell them they need to be fear each other. Because of black on black fucking crime. I ain't nobody thinking about his little ostrich face ass. I, don't even I can't know why stand they asked Rudy him Giuliani. His opinion. What in the fuck? Like who went and got Giuliani? Right. Like we needed. Like literally his... dug this motherfucker up out of nowhere. And what I hate about the black on black um, argument that kept that keeps this being up brought up. Number one, the stats bullshit. show that blacks don't kill each other any more than whites are killing whites. And it's a thing, it's a, a proximity thing Why are where we people about tend that, to though, kill you know? who's near them. Like that's literally, you can look up the stats, but media is going to nitpick and try to create whatever, because you know, it's media manipulation to make it crazier than it is. And the second point is when a black person kills another black person, they're going to jail for life. You're never seeing them again. So... The point of us bringing up why Black Lives Matter is because when a white person or a cop kills a black person, they're getting off. 
Easy. Easy. Like literally there are movies and things. Made. I mean, it, how many funny. cases have we heard at this point where, I mean, it's gotten so ridiculous that, um, uh, what's his name? The one, the, uh, Gardner that was choked to Eric death. Gardner. Eric Gardner. The the young man that filmed him got four years, yep. but the cop that killed him got off. Does that yep. make sense? You can literally joke about getting away with murder in America, but black people don't get away with murder in they America. They get murdered in America. Hello? I'm like, just my thing is I'm not engaging. Don't say shit to me. Don't try to have no discussion with me about it. Don't try to bring up points and counterpoints. Don't try to change my mind about nothing. That's exactly. Because I'm not I arguing am. with you about shit. I'm mm-hmm. not arguing with you about how anybody feels. What I know for sure is that I have sat here and watched numerous black people be murdered and and there's no questions asked. Nothing is done about it and it's a pattern. I know it, you know it, everybody that sees it goes on knows it. So I don't want to hear shit about black-on-black crime because we're not talking about that right now. I don't want to hear shit about nothing other than what the subject of the conversation is, which is why are the police getting away with killing black people and that black lives do in fact matter and it does not exclude anyone else's life mattering. We're just being specific. Right. That's it. People can't even say what it is. I was watching the the what now the town hall that they had, and the, they had an investigator, a copper, whomever. He couldn't even say like br- police brutality or murder. Like he couldn't come right out. He hesitated every time he wanted to talk about. It's the code, the brotherhood, right? And even though they, they know that, that shit that is wrong, they wall. have to stick together. Absolutely, but it's like all of these little issues. White people aren't ready to face these big realities. There, that white man that was on that show, he flat out was able to say. As a white person, he knows that he has privileges and that he experiences them and that how that affects what's going on. There are so many people that don't even want to acknowledge as a white person. You can argue with somebody about hell, getting a damn cab. They'll be like, oh, you that's a myth. As a, a black myth. person, My in ass. 2016, if Queen Latifah on the Hip Hop Honors has to say something about how she can't get no goddamn cab, right. you ought to know something's going on. But people are not ready to face these realities. And that's why it's hard to have these conversations. And I don't want to have them with people. Because they they want to throw out words like black on black crime, black Don't on throw black. This way. And then and for me it's the same thing. Like celebs and white people are on the same boat. To me, it's like it's a blind spot for them because it's not their reality. They don't. They're don't not going outside and dealing with any of this. So, and I'm not saying that that justifies right, why they don't see mm-hmm. it. But I I understand that when it's almost like being unable to have compassion for something that you don't have to deal with on a daily basis. But the problem is just because you don't have to deal with it, you cannot sit here and tell us that what is happening to us is not real. Absolutely. You know, it may not be real for you. And that's fine. And that's a huge distinction. And I'm not even going to talk to you about that. I don't give a damn about your experience. I don't even give a damn about my experience. I'm talking to you about what we both just watched happen. Exactly. So unless you want to talk, I'm I'm the nigga, like, you're not going to get around the questions with me. Right. So unless you want to talk about that, shut the fuck up talking to me and don't say nothing else to me, period. And when I tell you I mean that, I don't care who it is. Don't say nothing to me unless we literally are going to talk about these murders. I don't want to talk about anything else. That's why it's so powerful that Philando Castile's girlfriend used Facebook Live hmm. Hmm. because she knew. And, and that was like divine intervention that she was able to log on and do it calmly. So how calmly she was like Strong speaking. Right yeah. Like 
And I think she didn't even realize how bad he had been shot, probably, because I think she was going through the motions of trying to show people, and like, y'all, this is what we're back. going through. So yeah. she was trying to, like... Stay composed and get through it because she knew that they were going to flip the story if she didn't get this video up, mm -hmm. the stream up, I should say. So and even um, in the Dallas case where the young man Mark mm -hmm. Hughes was mm -hmm. a, was accused as a suspect with his image plastered on CNN mm -hmm. all over the news. They left that image up on the Dallas. I, yeah, I feel like it's like, still up. Shit. No, it was it taken well. down two days later <laughs> after day, it had like 60,000 retweets and everybody's seeing this man regardless of. And I don't even think anyone apologized. I don't remember seeing a, a retraction or CNN being like, oh, sorry, no, this wasn't a suspect. You know, literally it was just like, oops. But his life was already damaged. And then he said that when they took him in for the interrogation that they said the cop said, and I get that's like the bad cop, good cop gimmick thing that they do, but they said that they had video footage of him shooting. I'd have been like, never mind. Go ahead, because I don't want to make a joke right now. <laughs> but I just... it. <sighs> I'm thankful for social media. Me too. As overwhelming as it can be, because you do have to learn self-care and how to like log off sometimes and not want to watch every and video and sometimes. look at every and go off. Yeah, that too. But I'm thankful that we literally saved that man's life. Mm -hmm. We saved his life because the video circulated showing him walking peacefully. There were other protesters that were like, yo, he was walking behind me. He was in front of me like the whole time. He didn't kill anyone. I was next to this man the whole time. They showed the video of him giving his gun to the cop, the cop calmly taking it, giving him his card. Like, But this man's life, if we didn't see these videos of what really happened, the story would have been a whole different one. And that is so scary because he would have gone to jail for killing five cops. An innocent man that they just decided to grab a screenshot from That's a video. That is so scary. So if you're seeing stuff like this going down, how can you tell us that we're delusional? How can you even argue? What's like that's the part that I'm so confused by. Like how can blind you spots are not. Some things are just concrete and you can't really argue them, but people are still you. finding a way. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have the answer it's, for it. It's sad that we have to put shit like that on social media. Because, you know, there was that whole conversation about like, oh, why would people put stuff like that up? Or why do people keep retweeting? Why do people keep sharing it? Yeah, it's difficult to look we at those don't, things. Like, this is not something that I feel like anybody wants to do. You think this woman wants to... You know, show him shot in the right. car. Like you think she thinks Facebook Live? Oh, like this is gonna be the turn up. Like we're gonna, the cops are gonna show us. I think it's it's sad that we have to go all of these measures like this far to show what goes on, and even all this evidence sitting right here, we can't get any sort of change or justice. And notice that they didn't show the cops' bodies. <laughs> you notice that. <laughs> I didn't see any footage. I didn't see a, a meme. I didn't see a GIF. I didn't see a picture circulating. It's like the white body is so sacred that you can't show, you know, a, a, a body that's like bleeding out or dying out or shot. Like you can't. But with us, it's like circulated it's like nothing. And that is so problematic to me. Like, you have to be so mindful of how media treats us. Mm -hmm. You know, we get the mug shots. When even if it's something that has nothing to do with a crime, our mugshot will go like these men were killed. But you're posting their mugshots. Mm -hmm. 
but the cops get their cop pictures. With so a they damn look, a golden retriever. With the with the American flag behind them and a golden retriever. Because but we, blue lives but the matter. victim gets the mugshot. Blue lives matter. It's just a, it's like you have to be you have All to see how media matter. right like, <laughs> you have to see how media all uniforms plays my syntax matter all uniforms matter okay. gender uni- uniforms matter <laughs> my case was matter all uniforms matter so it's just media media is really ugly with how they play this game it's so ugly and it's, it's just not it's not helping I'm just thankful that. You know, think, let's be thankful for the activists yes, that Lord. are out there More getting the, the right information to us in real time. In real time. Video. So we see what is happening versus what media says is happening, yep. which we had no idea before social media how much shit they've probably manipulated exactly. our entire lives. And now you see it. And, and they manipulate a lot of that based on their personal experiences and their perceptions. So that's why it was so easy to paint black people a certain way and to keep running with that narrative. Like Soledad O'Brien was talking about just basically her commute to work back when she was starting out and how she had to take a different route and everybody else had to take that route and how they thought about it was such a bad area and they made these jokes. It was a neighborhood she went through regularly. It wasn't a, a big deal, but of course, you know, they can say whatever they want and do whatever they want. And these are the people that shape the news that you get. So it's like, such a godsend. I know social media, I talk a lot of shit about it, how much I hate it sometimes, but it's such a godsend that you can log on and see what's really going on. And shout out to D-Ray, who got arrested on his birthday out there marching for us. And there were people that, you know, really had a problem with the fact that it took him to get out there for us to know what was going on. To those people, I say, at least now that people that didn't know what's going on, now they do. And take this time to empower others, and we can empower each other and really move forward with some things. Because this crabs in a barrel mentality is really fucking us up. Yeah, I was, I give it to DeRay because I can't imagine putting my life on the line on a daily basis. And he's been doing it for years now, you know, yep. since Ferguson. Three years. Yeah, three years straight. Three years. Of him traveling from protest to protest to tragedy to tragedy. So you got to think about the state of his mind. At this point, like how heavy, how dark, how hard it must be. And he's still doing it. And then we attacking him. Like, I can't imagine putting my. Yeah. And and he's getting attacked by the same people who he's trying to speak up for. People being mad that a gay man is the head of the Black Lives Matter movement. I saw someone. A gay man is probably the head of their household. (laughs) How about that? I mean. It, it, it might be true it? in a lot of cases. So. I mean, hey. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be a lot, it'd, be, it'd be a lot of nappy head hoes running around here if it wasn't for gay men. You know what I'm saying? Listen. It'd be a lot of a lot of clothesless, ass out niggas. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't be no ball, them ball main jeans y'all love so much. Right. Throw them out. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you. No, eating them YSL. My St. Louis, Giuseppe's, throw all of that shit out. <laughs> them lube with them red bottoms you love so much. Put on Asics. <laughs> you can forget it. I'm sure the Asics designer right. was gay I would too. say Sarconi's, but you know that sound like somebody gay came up with that. <laughs> what kind of shoes you get? Sarconi. <laughs> <laughs> And then I saw people. (laughs) I saw people even saying because there was a picture that was like, "Did you see it? So powerful of Deray when he was getting arrested." Which one? And people said that it. Yes, that one. That looks like a time cover. And people were saying it was staged. That he's a performance activist. Because I saw that on my timeline, and I could not believe that someone thinks that this man is going to have a photo shoot. 
Let me tell you something. In about the middle the of tanks of driving by. Let me tell you something about the spirit of jealousy and it how is powerful alive that and well. is. Okay. A lot of people in a time like this, when you are a part, a person who is a, a part of the party of people who are immediately impacted by what's going on, when you can be overcome with the spirit of jealousy, as opposed to recognizing the contributions and the work that DeRay has tirelessly done for three years, and you're so jealous of him being the person who has been spoken of the most, the person who has been taking pictures of the most, you want to be that person. You want to. You're, you're chasing this fame in the, in a moment where it's not about that. And it's just sad to me that jealousy is that that. If anything, learn a lesson from that. Learn how to look out for and how to watch out for warning signs of jealousy and learn how to work around it. Study that situation. Watch the motherfuckers that's vocal about DeRay and vocal in their disdain for him. Watch them and look into their background. See how they're motivated politically or for whatever things that they've done, failed attempts. Right. You know what I'm saying? Their There's something is. back there usually rooted in hate. Mm -hmm. And so I just really think it's sad and it speaks to how powerful the spirit of jealousy is. And if you're at home just tweeting and retweeting, how can you speak on someone who's been on the ground, Man. on the forefront, getting maced, getting body slammed, being in jail? Like, I can't even and imagine. And you're at home tweeting? I can't even imagine. I don't even know how you feel comfortable. Being out there with him doing that, but to watch, you know, like he was periscoping while it was when happening. When it happened, yeah. And so to watch him periscope, and, and, get snatched and to up. just hear, like, first of all, to watch them peacefully protest on Periscope and to see the cops, you know, fucking with them. And then him to get tackled live was like jarring as fuck because you don't know what's going to happen to this brother. Like he's out here all the time. People are literally being murdered by cops. He gets locked up and, you know, he's been on, on the FBI's list. You don't know if he's going to make it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know if he was. Yeah, gonna make I it. was scared for like, sure. Terrified. Like my heart dropped the way because shit was I felt going like last week, he was targeted. Yeah, because yeah. it was. They Absolutely. went straight to him. Mm -hmm. Straight to him. They. You didn't even see on Periscope. They didn't read him his rights. Nope. They didn't say what he was charged with. Just he, taken. And he didn't snatched. do anything wrong. He didn't cross the line. They were looking at. He. He wasn't being loud. He wasn't being disrespectful. And I saw Netta saying like that tends to happen with those that are most vocal about mm -hmm. Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter on Twitter, like, government officials are watching our timelines. Yeah. Yep. So if they see that you're one of the ones that's making the most impact, making the most noise, they know to watch out for you at these protests. And conveniently, because they don't have to read you your rights or tell you what you're charged with, they can snatch you up, and no one cares. Yeah. There's no one that's speaking out for us or being like, don't do that. I only saw one cop. Someone posted a video, and it actually shocked me because I'd never seen anything like that. It was a white cop, like, yelling at the other cops and being like, don't do that. He has a right to stand there. Don't do that. Don't grab them. Like, yelling at the cops. He was so angry. You could tell he just snapped. He was frustrated he completely, yes. And that shocked me because I was like, wow, I never thought I'd see a white man speaking like that to, to, to his see. peers like not to us but to his peers just speaking up for what's right like what's yo right. come on man because it's obvious and it's plain as day I, I can't I can't I can't with the details and with the semantics and all that shit like I can't dog like they're killing black people and that's it 
So anything else you have to say outside of that conversation is not going to be one. My heart goes out to the families of everybody involved. Bravo to Beyonce. Bravo to Pink. Bravo to all these people that have been so vocal about how fucked up this is. Bravo to Google. Bravo to, was it Facebook? It was Facebook that erected the Black Lives Matter sign. Bravo to all of these people who don't have to speak up but are speaking up and just bringing visibility because that's the point of speaking up. Because just saying something ain't going to do shit, but you use your power of influence in your voice. So I'm so thankful to those people who have such large-scale platforms Mm -hmm. and are being so unabashedly vocal, you know, about the the plight of black people in America today at the hands of the police, you know? And I just think it's so sad. And, And it's one thing people say, you know, about protecting the blue and upholding the legacy of the blue and all that shit. But if you want to talk about protecting a legacy and upholding a heritage, why would you tarnish it by doing something so heinous? Why would you tarnish the legacy of of being a police officer? Literally, as Asante said earlier, someone who takes an oath to serve and protect. You're here to help us. Mm -hmm. You're here to be an advocate for us. We're not even supposed to fight with each other. Right. And I and I on the Colorful Lives podcast, Angela. On the word. On the word. You are funny. <laughs> Angela actually made an awesome point where she was saying she thinks one of the things that will help is that cops need to be better integrated into the neighborhoods they patrol because they will be less inclined to shoot and kill someone that they watched grow up, that they know their name that they see them coming out of school, that they know their mom, they know their dad, they know their family because there's an emotional thread there. But when you take these cops coming from random neighborhoods and then just throwing them in the hood and they're already fearful, you know, that's what creates the friction because we don't want them there and they don't want to be there. You know, there's no connection in there. There's no personal, you know, there's no personal involvement. So it's just a person a suspicious person because we're always suspicious even if we're just standing there you know but I did think that that point was really great about there needs to be some kind of initiative that integrates these cops because they're gonna be there so you might as well let's get it right you know let's get like this officer norm the like famous cop that's always with the kids online yes yes i think it's cute i do too and the kids he knows everyone's name yeah. granted it's kind of creepy that he's like <laughs> obsessed with making this a, a brand right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. whatever the intention is at least it seems like these kids genuinely love this guy and why not brand something like this positively you know I mean? yeah exactly. i can't be mad at spread it spread it you know and i yeah. and the, the videos that come out of the kids like close the car door on him did you see that (laughs) like he like plays with them and I I think it's awesome and I imagine you know if there was that kind of relationship in neighborhoods where when I walk out of my building instead of seeing these police vans and these cops looking at me like I don't belong in my own neighborhood I'd love to be able to be like what's up officer whatever you know how you doing good morning oh you're on your way to the podcast can you imagine like if you just had that kind of connection it'd be a whole different thing (laughs) But it would be awesome. It would be great. You know, so I, I think that's definitely something that that needs to be fleshed out somehow. And, of course, they also need to redo their training because if you don't know how to detain someone without killing them, that's a problem. And they need to get new uniforms, too, because I think all police officers should wear black Nike boots. You know, like them gorgeous <laughs> ACG boots. <laughs> Make them cool. Shit. Like, and then, like, okay, so, like, we should change the boots to the uniform. And then, like, in the cars, too, I think they should add, like, 
maybe Pandora or you know like satellite <laughs> radio. Trying to vibe them out. Yeah, like police need to chill. I think if they just chilled a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> would be like, like if they pull. Imagine you know somebody called the police. And the police pull up and you hear, you know, um, uh, got everything in my mama name. You know what I'm saying? With the police lights flashing Looking and shit. Watch Everybody's like, oh, time. shit, the police, hey. what up? You know what I'm saying? Like, it needs to be some changes made. That's all I'm For saying. For sure. Oh, my goodness. So, any takeaways on the Black Lives Matter topic? They do. You know it. I know it. It's obvious. You know what I'm saying? Leave me alone, and the takeaway is just don't say nothing to me about it. Oh, everybody, absolutely. Just don't even, we don't have to talk about it. Don't say shit to me. It's plainly obvious how I feel because you watched it just like I did. So just leave me alone, and we can all still have fun. That's it. I think that, you know, just from one black person to the rest, (laughs) we all need to really focus on our mental health in times like these. It's Preach. so, so hard to watch all of these videos and then to have these conversations with people that don't understand half of what's going on. And they may not even be trying to understand. They may just be asking you questions just to get you back on their page. And people do that sometimes, but if you don't want to talk about any of this, don't talk about it. Don't get baited into talking about it. Don't do anything that's going to spiral you out of control. Don't entertain any conversations that are going to just set you off and, and lose your job. If you feel like you're about to enter some territory that you know might be uncharted for someone else, just back away slowly but surely. Because there have been too many instances over the past few days where people will try to start a conversation with me and ease me into, you know, getting me on their side almost. Try to goad you into yeah. some bullshit. It's like, this is Black Lives Matter. I know what the fuck that means. And I don't have time to explain that to anybody else that doesn't know what that means. All I have time for is to make sure that I'm okay dealing with all the bullshit going on as I try to affect change on my own. So I I task all of you to figure out the best way to get people the fuck up out of here. Because <laughs> that's what I've had to do. Because, you know, you, your mind, you got you to gotta stay sane through these hard-ass times. That's why I have to give hats off to the activists out there. They're out there doing this shit all of the time. They're meeting families. This is an emotional thing. Yeah, I hope they're taking care of themselves. Absolutely. I, I hope so as well. Watching Netta cry when... DeRay got picked up. I was like, I didn't think he was going to make it already. And so to see her cry in the background and like be hysterical like that, like, how can you not? How can you not wonder if he's going to make it the next day? We've already said Sandra Bland. I mean, and I, that video takes me every time. It really, really takes me every time. But um, my takeaway was that just stay sane, y'all. I'm about to lose it right now. No. Well, my takeaway is going to be my wellness segment. Hey, Ooh. well, 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 well. So, a couple of days ago on Twitter, we started going back and forth trying to figure out the best way to support our communities. And a lot of us are feeling helpless. 
you know, it was really beautiful to see Issa Rae create that GoFundMe for Alton Sterling and his family. I don't even know what where the amount ended at, but when last I checked, it was at $700,000. So the fact that our community was powerful enough, and this was in a matter of like 48 hours, you know, we can to come it. together, we can do it. We have the buying power. We have the the strength to get together and make real change. I think the problem is we just don't know how to do it because we don't have any real direction. So while I don't have all the answers, I got on my Twitter and started mentioning ways to create, like alternative ways to put money into our communities. There are things that you know you're buying, right? You know you have to buy lotion and soap and hair stuff, right? So why not next time you have to re-up on your beauty products and your day-to-day things that you're spending money on, why not focus on a black business? To me, economic change is the strongest way to help right now because it's I really don't have any other answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not on the ground. I'm not an activist. So that was the least I could do. So I used my timeline and I just wanted to bring that to the podcast you know, because I know not everyone's on Twitter, but we had an awesome conversation where I basically started asking, what are black companies that create toothpaste? <laughs> what are black companies that create house cleaning products? Like, let's swap out what you're paying for at, you know, the store and, and support. So Amen. it was awesome because we ended up compiling an entire list. So I want to give you guys those businesses to support so that we can put our money towards our people That's right. while everyone else doesn't seem to care about us we're gonna care about us and economically is the best way to start in my opinion That's right. in the case of the toothpaste you're literally putting your money where your mouth is <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> literally money shot so let's jump right in so for starters there are two app there's an app that i want to make you guys aware of i posted it on my instagram but it's called where you w-h-e-r-e-u the letter U, and it's an app that serves as a mobile guide to local black businesses. So you, you know, you put it in, obviously it's GPS based and it lets you know, let's say you need a nail shop, let's say you need mm-hmm. a bank, you know, it lets you know which, what the nearest black business is. Mm-hmm. So that's a great app to have on your phone. Then there's also the website. It's a website called Spendify. That's S-P-E-N-D-E-F-Y.com. And it's, the same. It's a guide to show you where black businesses are in your state. So I think those two resources are fantastic. We actually crashed the Where You app when I posted it. So that Damn. made me happy because that means we were That's actually downloading about. it. I love that we crashed it. I love that we crashed the Spendify site. Let's keep crashing it so that they can get better and grow and get more bandwidth and keep adding more yes. businesses. And that's how we make change. So those are two things I want you guys to keep um, in mind. Then people were asking about beauty. We started getting into conversations about that. For your nat- for those of you who have, you know, long hair and you're using products, I suggest Alakane Naturals, A-L-I-K-A-Y Naturals, and Oyin Handmade. That's O-Y-I-N. Those are both black-owned businesses, um, Alakay Naturals, she's from Florida. Oyin Hame is from Baltimore. Those she are my personal. <laughs> <No. laughs> I thought it was Asian. I was well, okay. shit. You know. Right? Those are our sisters, hey, too. Fuck it. <laughs> um, so, those are both black owned. And the reason I support them over 
all the other black owned businesses at Target that you could get for natural hairs because they also use very, very clean, healthy ingredients that are actually mm-hmm. good for us. So I love that they're mindful of our health as well. And of course, Shea Moisture, who mm-hmm. I feel is the GOAT. Um, it's my favorite for skincare, but they also have hair care products. I personally use the Raw Shea Butter Body Wash and the lotion, and they have a chamomile baby lotion that smells like heaven mm-hmm. on earth. All of these can be found at Target, Walgreens, um, on Amazon, of course. Then people were like, okay, well, I don't use body wash. What about bars of soap? There's a company called Harlem Soap. And they actually are live right by me, so it's mm. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go to the Harlem Soap. Yeah, store, okay. so it's, if you go on Twitter, it's at Harlem Soap. It's black owned and it's raw bars of soap. They're all natural, healthy ingredients. They smell so good. The lady that created it is so sweet, so nice. Orders come in and out. There's, it's like reliable. It's affordable. It's a great company to support. So if you like bars of soap, definitely check them out. So then uh, I started asking about toothpaste, and everyone put me on to this company called me naturals uh actually it's me naturals excuse me and the me stands for manifesting energy can i just say that all these black businesses got the it's hilarious that they all got cool names right you know what i'm saying like all the black businesses that's all we know know how to do do, okay right i'm telling you where you that's that lack of potential magic is real right so uh me naturals and the website is manifest manifesting energy.com they actually have have deodorant, shampoo, scrubs, and fluoride-free toothpaste. These are all 100% natural with organic ingredients. So definitely wanted you guys to check them out. Um, okay, so for acne and skincare, a lot of you know that I swear by the oil cleansing method. Um, I love the Bell Butters oil mix on her site. That's B-E-L-L-E Butters. Dot com And she has an oil mix that has like lavender and black currant. And it's so, so, so good. I actually suggest if you have not found an oil that's worked for your skin, this is a great starter oil because it's very light. And she is like a scientist. She knows exactly what to mix. If I'm telling you guys to do it, I suggest to try it because I have the most sensitive skin on earth. And she's actually the one who put me on to mixing different oils for the oil cleansing method. We've been friends for years. So I definitely suggest that you try her oil mix. Um, that's great for your skin. Let a nigga try it. Try <laughs> it. <laughs> and trust me, a lot of people have hit me saying, girl, I you changed my skin's life. Like I've always suffered from acne. You know, I was on proactive and all these different medications. Mm. And now I just use oil. So definitely try it. I suggest it. And that's a small black business to support. So then I was asking, what about detergent? How can we find a black detergent? And someone, actually a couple of people told me about True Products. That's the name. And you can buy them at webuyblack.com. Yes. Love that website. (laughs) Again. Right. Um, Then I was asking about more household cleaning supplies. And people brought up Dr. Bonner's, which has been around forever. Morehouse got cleaning supplies now? (laughs) (laughs) No, Dr. Bonner's. You know the old school product that has all the writing on it? Did you just say more house cleaning supplies? No, No. more (laughs) house cleaning supplies. Oh, you mean like, you mean like other you know shit to purchase? I thought you so meant like more house. Think about it. You said like more small black business. I'm thinking like 
Morehouse like, College, you know, then started a pine saw line. Oh, some, some like, of that oh, Morehouse need to go Shit. ahead and run with that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but I was asking about cleaning supplies and someone suggested Freedom Paper Co. Freedom Paper Co. You can go to their app on Twitter and it has their website. It's full of awesome cleaning supplies that's black owned. And like I was saying, people brought up Dr. Bronner's, which I forgot that that Castle, that Castle soap has like a thousand uses you can brush your teeth you can wash your floors you can use it as detergent clean your face shampoo conditioner body wash i've cleaned in restaurants it is so you've cleaned i've been in restaurants i was like what is this here for and they said you can use it to clean i believe them it's so it's like dishwashing detergent mm -hmm. like legit it's so many uses so definitely checked out yeah that's that label with all them words on it yeah all the white writing that looks kind of creepy (laughs) it tastes like it's it smells it's it's like dr titchener's soap you know what I'm saying? You ever use Dr. Titchener's mouthwash? Mm-hmm. It's just, listeners, y'all, I guarantee you we're going to get some knows. tweets. <laughs> Dr. Titchener's is the worst it. mouthwash ever. And Castile sm- soap smells the way that Dr. Titchener's mouthwash tastes. Ooh. And if you know what I'm talking about, it makes perfect sense. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> but definitely check out Dr. Bronner's too. And I'm sure a lot of you are already using that. Um, I'm trying to think what other... Basically, you guys can go to my Twitter because I... We literally, it was on July 9th, so you can scroll back. And we literally just went on and on and just traded so many black businesses. So I'm really excited that people had so much to contribute. Actually, I also wanted to shout out a chiropractor who wrote into my Twitter as well. Her website is healwithcrystal.com. So H-E-A-L-W-I-T-H-C-R-Y-S-T-A-L.com. She's a beautiful black chiropractor who was also... Um, trying to get her services highlighted so and then we buy black.com seems like a really great resource as well just to keep it in uh to keep that on bookmarked on your website so oh sorry one last one tap deals app is another website for black owned businesses i don't know dog yeah that one sound a little like deals <laughs> for black people yeah you know what i'm saying they couldn't think oh, of you mean like with your no, hand <laughs> What did what you think you? it was? Like tap shoes. Like I was going to be like, oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, tap deals app. Damn, this like. young lady said, um, hey, friend, hey, please check out tap deals app. That's T-A-P-D-E-A-L-S-A-P-P for black owned and operated businesses with coupons. So there's a lot. Like I said, go back on my Twitter timeline and you will see that there are a lot of awesome resources. So even, even listen to past episodes of the Friend Zone where we done highlighted some black businesses. Oh yeah, our black businesses okay. every week. Right. So we walk it like we talk around these parts. Right. You know so I think it's something oh, and actually if you go on heyfriendhate.com, I also posted some self-care rituals that a friend of mine, Brianna, who runs the hoodwitch.com, she posted some self-care rituals to try with with baths and herbs and just ways to make sure that you're, you know, logging off and taking care of yourself because it's a lot of it's a visual assault online, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're not taking care of your mind and your body, it can really weigh on you and create more stress for you in the long run. Mm-hmm. So definitely check out those self-care tips and shout out to Solange because St. Heron, is that the way you say it? St. Yes. Heron? Mm-hmm. Okay. I never knew if it was right, but St. Heron. I'm a St. Heron. Heron sounds cooler. You know, I'm like a Tina She kind of guy. Right. You know, I, I do well, that. let's say St. Heron just because it sounds cooler. She posted... Um, well, her website posted a list of black banks around the country. 
So in case you want to support a Black-owned bank, which I think is incredible, um, check that out on stheron.com. But I also posted it on heyfriendhey.com. So either way. So that's it. Just wanted to highlight some changes that you can make in your life to support all of us economically while we figure out the right way to get through all of these things that are happening. Let's put the money back in our communities at least. So hopefully mm-hmm. that's helpful. Yes. Hopefully that was clear. I know it's kind of all over the place, but check that out. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. What's well, today's, well. right? Well, well. What's today's icebreaker, Asante? Since we got to all watch the hip hop honors, I was wondering to myself, damn, who did I miss at the hip hop honors that I would have loved as far as the ladies go? So today you get to honor one of the lovely ladies of hip hop or should it, should it just be, yeah, let's just do ladies only. One of the lo- lovely ladies of hip hop that did not get to get honored last night. Who Neo. are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing y'all. I'm just playing. I just, we just needed to laugh real quick. For real. You know what I'm saying? And what I better to do than laugh at Neo, right? Neo. Now, if I could, I would pick Neo, though, because, you know, Stay Neo. With Me was still the jump his when the baby came is out. so cute. Have you seen a picture of his Mm-mm. new kid? You know, he's got a new wife. I know! <laughs> he's got a new wife. What's this, her, his baby. third or just his second? He ain't married the third. first one. Oh, well, it is his third. Sec- it's his first wife. It's his third child. He has two child, two childs. Two childs. <laughs> two childs. He has two childs with his two first child. one. His first. Oh, so he he got uh, Ch- children. What's Manetta? Manetta. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so he they got another baby. Who who has a striking bears a striking resemblance to Lily of SWV fame. Well, continue. Oh, wow, I see. You <laughs> I, know, I was like, I, yeah. That's I was like, damn. I wonder if they, you know, oh, real sister. I, they was real oh sisters. God. I wonder, if, you know, Mayetta and, and Lily is real sisters. So, so you sound like Mayetta and Lily. Since we talking, since this the black episode, <laughs> it sounds like Mayetta and Lily would be sisters oh anyway. My God. No, okay, that could fight. You know, Mayetta and Lily, they be them whoop they ass. You they keep be, saying their they names, and I'm like, up there like shit. <laughs> Now every time I see Lily, I'm like, where am I here to act? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you get to honor one lady of hip hop. Who you gonna honor? Well, a lady of hip hop. And you know what? I, it's two two. This is a two way street. So which way you going? Because I know I'm going no, the other way. No, no, I, no. Okay, well where are you going? There's two contenders in my in my. Okay, ring. start. Because I know I thought. Well, one person goes without explaining, right? And she was actually at the BT hip. I mean the VA. Same thing. He, he she right. was actually the at the hip hop honors. honors. And Trina. Mm-hmm. I felt like Trina deserved to be honored. I think that Trina has definitely paid her dues. She has been, you know, she's been swimming and staying afloat for many, many years, and she's still relevant, and I would love to see her get her just due. Now, I'll just leave it there. I'm not going to be petty this week. <laughs> yes. With Trina, I actually looked at Fran, and I asked, I said, where's Trina? And then she came strutting right on out, and I was like, But that was crazy, because you literally said Trina, and two seconds literally, later... Literally, I literally said Trina. Her she sparkly came, self just she came jumped out. up on stage. Her outfit must have been made out of some stones. What stone was her outfit made out of, Fran? <laughs> it looked like Citrine. <laughs> see? See? Okay. She got that money. I'm telling That's you. Citrine. I'm telling you. And, and another thing, just to go on with Trina, though, Trina is like one of those women that will go out and work with anybody oh, like, like on some G shit embrace she, the younger girls I, I'm all telling of you that. Trina got tracks with people that don't nobody care about like there's this oh, 
Lola Monroe, who y'all gonna be like, who is that? I know exactly I know she who she is. is. So listen, Lola Monroe, there's a song called Overtime, and Trina's on it, killing it. Like, Overtime, time and two quarters, time and a half, gave birth to three daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, come through, Trina. Mm-hmm. Queen Trina know what to do with a Celine. Okay. <laughs> okay, Trine Bean. Trine Bean. So, what, Trina, definitely. What say you, friend? I'm, I'm like, trying to scan in my mind who are the female rappers I grew up with like who are who are some female rappers because the only one that comes to mind is like Lauren Hill because mm-hmm. I think oh, Lauren you know, was incredible you got Yo-Yo you got Yo-Yo um, MC Light you have um, I was surprised that MC Light didn't do a whole lot last night she was at the BT Awards <laughs> She Welcome looked great though. To the 2016 I love, BT I love Awards. every time I hear her do that, and I'm like, it's MC Because <laughs> I feel like I do it every year. I'm like, she back again. <laughs> but listen, okay, I'm not check, mad. Check, check, okay? check, check, to check, be, check. To be the, the voice okay. of something, it says of a lot the about. 2016 <laughs> BET Awards. You MC Light kind of sounds like Bill <laughs> Friend. I hate that we both made that yeah. connection. Yeah. I saw it At clicking same, in your brain. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I might you know else, I friend? might give it to Lauren. She's okay. she's a problematic fave. Now. Now. She right. used to be the shit though. Because I'm thinking of when I was younger to see Lauren after, you know, I always thought the Fuji's were just the shit, period. Mm-hmm. But to see her rapped the way she rapped and then she sing and then she was writing and then she's just beautiful she was just so different you know and and even the topics even though a lot of it was heavily respectability politics like the doo-wop song you know about what he's you know if you right that thing what he (laughs) wants and if you dress like this and she definitely was and it was so hypocritical but go ahead yeah right which is funny but at the time I didn't I was just like this is so good yes women's empowerment but now that I'm older I'm like girl wait (laughs) this is kind of a problematic song and a couple of other songs on there but she was still so dope you know for the time she was I think she was ahead of her time and she was just such a beast in so many different ways she really was hip hop. Yeah. Mm. You know, like she wasn't like Iggy that she just got thrown into it and it just worked. No, you could tell this girl like breathed, lived. She was talented. Hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. I got to give it to her. I miss her being glammed up too. I ain't going to lie. Because Lauren Hill had good taste. When she had the, her locks oh, and she'd have white, like little Remember heels? she performed in like those white, wide leg pants and she had them red leather boots on with that yes, white. Yes. Like, because it was from, gore- it was an award. From the, um, X Factor video and she had the white flowy pants just that whole white video like the white section of the video and then how it turned blue when she was in the club she was gorgeous her daughter is a model now too she's beautiful she's like gorgeous so I yeah I'm you know as troubled and as as much as gone on with Lauren Hill I still give her her props because she impacted me a lot when I was younger and in in a good way an amazing way yeah in an amazing way that made me really opened my mind just to being this, like, educated, intellectual, spiritual black woman. You know, like, that was also a creative. Like, she just was so layered. Mm. So she'd probably be the one I would honor. Who you going to say, Asante? Um, B-Rock? What was Brandy's rap name? (laughs) Brand new. Brand new. (laughs) But Dark Child used to call her (laughs) B-Rocka. B-Rocka? Oh, shit. What about all of the... 
You know you want that beat. All right, Brandy, just, it's a few things. Never mind. <laughs> Love you, Brand. Love you, Brand. <laughs> Even on Snapchat. I'm going to give my crown to Iggy Azalea. For all of the, for all of the the shittiest of reasons though, like like if well, they, she's had a pretty rough month. Iggy came out of nowhere as a as a white woman into the rap game, and you know there were, were white women, you know, Lady Sovereign and across the seas, but you know she used to do the thing. I like honestly for the most ridiculous of reasons, not as for a serious. She needed to be honored, but it was VH1, and I knew that they weren't going to honor Nicki Minaj at all. A is too soon, and B, you know, Lil Kim. But I thought, because I thought I saw Iggy for a second on the stage. What? So I thought to myself, this is not like a serious, I would honor this person. This is like a, just to answer the question, I would have I would have loved to see Iggy Azalea up there. And I don't even like her like that. Why? She did so much bullshit in such a short period of time. Like, she really took something that was not hers, hip-hop, and tried to make it something else and, like, run with it. And people were letting her get away with that for so long. Yeah, and you think she deserves to be honored for that? I don't think she deserves, <laughs> but I would have liked to see her honored just to see just to see that. That would have been just, a cute little... Just to yeah, see just that. just to see that. It was VH1. Now, oh, with that said... someone else. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, with that said, the VH1 honor, Hip Hop Honors, like, we all... They were, it was a great show. Yeah, But, you know, amazing. shows sometimes do some real dumb shit. And I to thought get that, people to talk. Exactly. And I thought that they were going to do that. So, you know, Iggy would have been a really good pick for something like that. Like, to be like, what oh, the you mean fuck? like She would have been a good pick for something dumb. Right. Oh, okay, I yeah. agree. Yeah. That was not like a... <laughs> yeah. That was not like a serious... A she's a like, great pick. When you have to pick something dumb, I think she's a perfect she, like, choice. Like, that would have been amazing. Like, if they needed, like, a flub for that night or, like, a what the hell, like, we did not need to be bothered with that. So what you're saying is, like, shows, since Little Mama did good... They had the room to put Iggy on now, there. Like. Now, it's, it's so easy for me to go at Lil Mama like that. But y'all know when I talk about Lil Mama, I, I try to be as positive as I can. Because she She's does so it for talented. the kids. She's extremely She, she is real. Listen, talented. I don't know what happened. She put out a, She's a joke to people. Yes, but she, she, do. So she put out a video like two <laughs> weeks ago. And she yes, was looking do. like she's doing you looks and dances. So sincerely. Yes, she yes, do. Yes, you do. Dustin. She See, know exactly what happened. <laughs> See, Lil Mama's awesome. Lil Mama is. She killed it. She yesterday. put out, I was just trying to tell y'all. She put out a video like two weeks ago and it's jamming. She did? Yes. Lil Mama always got some new music on deck and she always has the kids dancing her videos. Everybody's always mm. dancing their asses off and doing what the fuck they need to be doing. Now the song itself had some opportunities. <laughs> But Lil Mama is it when it comes to being in the streets and connecting with the community. So I, I will thought, fuck with her for I that. I thought of another queen. Who? An actual queen. <laughs> Patra. Oh. Patra. Of course. Pull up to it. What? Do you hear me? Pull she, up to that bumper. Romantic she call. She should have been honored. Oh, they yes. should have. They could dig break awesome? and lace up out to do like Patra a little thing for her. Because Patra was the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm on a romantic call. I think that um, <laughs> all of us just did a little side. <laughs> we all leaned on the mic like Boop. talking to my baby. Romantic. Anyway, Petra was the shit. Listen, she was fine with her, and her braids. braids. Them was some of the best. She braids. was a pioneer, uh, man. Yep. So uh, I think she's she's on my ninja bike. <laughs> I like Patra. Um, I think okay, that... Can I say something really funny, mm-hmm. though? Just because I said Iggy, it was really funny to me that on the... Uh, there was a the screen that had the names of all the female rappers in the back at the end of the show when she had, like, Lady of Rage and all them on the stage. On the screen, <laughs> Kaya was up there 
Like she was on, her on the bottom the right. <laughs> and I saw Kaya up there and I could have fallen apart because in my mind, if Kaya would have walked out at any point, I would have been right there up at the stage. I'm not lying to you. You would have? Ka- hell yes. <laughs> Kaya Shimon has some bangers for the... Listen, it gets me what so excited. What did you call her? Was a- Kaya Shimon? Kaya Shimon. Um, like... She, she has it a middle name. Of, <laughs> it was Motormouth versus Kaya Shimon or something. One of her damn Ultra Ego albums that nobody oh, bought. Wow. One of those. She put the music out. She did the work. <laughs> Queen that part in between her breasts, oh, it looked like, like the track on a patio door. You know, like at the bottom of the patio door, you put the stick in the bottom so can't nobody open the door. <laughs> That's what that space in between Kaya titties is like. Speaking of the space in between Kaya's titties, <laughs> this is a great place to take a break. <laughs> Slide to the left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this episode of The Friend Zone is sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is an awesome monthly subscription box. We talk about this every week, so if you don't have it by now, you need to go out and get it. Don't forget that shit changes on the 19th of every month. You can get all sorts of cool little futuristic shit. You can get you some cool little gadgets. There was a Matrix puzzle in this month's box. All sorts of stuff from Star Trek, Mega Man, Valiant Comics. And don't forget, if you keep supporting brands like Loot Crate, they're going to support brands like us. Y'all know the read is up in the comic book, all right? So if y'all get Loot Crate, maybe one one of these days you're going to be blessed with some the read comic merchandise. Who knows? Make sure you go to LootCrate.com slash FriendZone, enter code FriendZone to save $3 off any new subscription. And again, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When the cutoff happens, it's over. I'm sorry. Loot Crate definitely does not play. So go out and get that. Don't forget to show your support to the friend zone by getting that and send us little pictures of it. Show us the little fun things that you're doing with your Loot Crate things. Unless you're doing something nasty because we don't want to see that. All right. So uh, I guess we'll get back to the show. (laughs) All right. Now we're back to do a very, very special black business profile with none other than my homegirl, Pinky. Pinky, tell the people who you are and what you're about. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Pinky. Um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, but I reside in New York City. I own uh, two stores, uh, Pinky's Jamaican and American Restaurant and Pinky's Juice Bar. And I'm also um, a party coordinator. I throw all the best ratchet parties in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. I actually forgot that Pinky throws these really bomb ass parties because you went to school in the AUC. Yes, Clark Atlanta, the best HBCU. (laughs) Look, shameless plug. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Well, good. You picked the Black Lives Matter. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Black colleges matter too, right? Listen, HBCUs, they do matter. How if you hear me. So tell me me a little bit about you being a black business owner. Why did you want to do that and what made you choose uh, restaurants? Well, um, I graduated from HBCU um, and I decided to take a leap and move to L.A. I had $200 in my pocket, a duffel bag, a Bible, and I said I didn't have no money. I didn't have a resume. I didn't have anything lined up. The only thing that I had with me was that I was the queen of my school and, you know, I was holding on to that real tight. So when I moved to L.A., I just knew that I wanted opportunity and I had to figure out how to get it. I knew that it was going to be hard because, number one, I'm a woman. Number two, I'm black. And number three, I got loud mouth. So I knew that it was be, it would be harder than normal. But God was on my side. Um, I got a couple great opportunities in a matter of a week while living in L.A. One thing led to another. I became a television producer, ironically, and, you know, I was able and fortunate enough to be on some of the best shows that you probably see every day on TV. Like, what, what shows you was working The Maury Show, and yes, you are the father. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I moved to New York, um, you know, worked on a couple of um, TV shows and a couple of networks, and then um, I had some coin in the bank. 
So I said, you know hey. what? Okay, I want to flip this money and I want to do it the right way because the illegal way didn't get me nowhere because I ain't never get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, let me do this the right way. So I took all the money that I had saved up and I opened up a business. I didn't have any experience. I just knew that I was a hustler and a go-getter. And if I can sell water to a well, then I can open up a restaurant. And I did it. And two years ago, I opened up Pinkies, and two years later, I'm still here, um, minus, you know, a little hiccup, but I'm still here, and I'm yeah. still standing. That's right. For those of you that don't know, Pinky had a little hiccup. Um, Pinky's is the Jamaican spot I go to all the time. I talk about it sometimes, and we've been promoting the GoFundMe for Pinky's. If you haven't had a chance to go look at it, it's a GoFundMe.com slash Save Pinky's. And uh, so tell us a little bit about what happened to the restaurant and your plans for moving forward. So... I don't want to get all churchy on y'all, but let me tell you how God work, okay? Yes. So the power of the tongue is real because I've really been talking a long time about how I want to renovate the restaurant. I want to upgrade. Like, I want to just have full of moving in a restaurant and just, you know, certain things weren't working out for me like I wanted them to. And I'm like, God, like, you know, I just need a facelift in this restaurant. Like, what's going on? And, you know, just little things weren't working out. And I felt like God was listening to me because on June 17th, um, I had a fire and even though it was unfortunate and it was unexpected and I didn't have any fire insurance and I looked at it on the surface like, wow, this is such a tragedy. I'm realizing that I see the triumph in it all because not only am I reopening my restaurant, but I'm rebranding. Now it's going to be Pinky's Jerk. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. I already got a TV opportunity. I opened up a GoFundMe and I have even more support now that I had this, you know, this minor hiccup and the comeback and the come up is going to be so real. So I'm excited mm -hmm. about that. So the power to tell. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Church Pink, no. Pinky zoomed out That's what it is <laughs> Yeah so you know God is so good And even though I had that hiccup um, You know This is motivation for me You know to open up my doors And just make it bigger and better And even for all the naysayers And the people say Well you know you had a fire Maybe that's God telling No God is telling me to keep going Okay, sometimes when things happen, you know, that's a lesson and a blessing, you know, to teach you the things that you know you already know, you know, and to keep moving and, you know, to keep striving and whatever you want to do. So, Right. It wasn't a failure, just a redirection. A redirection. Okay. See, that right there really speaks to what we've been talking about. See, because you said zoom out. Pinky had to use her ninja training to realize I'm about to expand on these hoes. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do bigger and better. Okay. And that's true, because I got this motto in life. Anything I touch, turn to gold, okay? Gold, okay? <laughs> I just touched him, y'all. He turned to gold. You just and, touched your earrings, and, too, and, did you? She right. got on FTD earrings. Okay? <laughs> and it's not a cockiness. It's just a certain confidence. Like, what right. you put out in the atmosphere. When you put out good, you're going to get back good. You know, when you speak positive, you're going to get positive. And I said, you know what? No matter what the situation may look like in your life, whatever it is, as long as you put out positive, you're always going to get back positive. So mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Positivity matters. You was putting on positive positivity when I walked by, huh? Yeah, I was. That's how we met. <laughs> I literally, we literally met. I was walking by Pinky's, the juice bar. Yeah. I was walking by your juice bar and I stopped in there. I felt like I had to bother you just to see what was going on. And now you won't leave me alone. I, I literally <laughs> won't. Like literally every every Tuesday when I'm done walking friend home, I end up by Pinky's at some point and I'm just bothering her. I don't even buy food sometimes. I just be in there just yeah, talking you know, her to death. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna need you to support black businesses more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, now, don't tell tell the people I always leave with oxtails and extra gravy on the rice now. You are a special someone. That's right. For you. Even, even, You're even, right. even on the mac and cheese I get my sauce now okay don't tell the people I don't be getting things out of there <laughs> you see how you try to run over what I just said <laughs> well back to the regularly scheduled program <laughs> <laughs> well Pinky thank you so much for coming is there anything that you want to leave the people with 
Um, don't ask me that because I can talk all night. But um, as far as your business, <laughs> you like? well, no. Um, I just want to give a message for all the aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, when I opened up my business, a lot of people didn't believe in me. You know, you have the soft haters. You know what a soft hater is? A soft hater is like, oh, yeah, go ahead, do it. But really, they talking about you saying, like, why is she doing that? Like, why you want to do that? That's not a good idea. That's going to fail. So, you know, we all got a soft hater. But the soft haters are the ones who motivate us more to do what we really want to do and, you know, push us. And they we really don't realize it. So, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to open up a business, even if it's something that you feel like you don't even have the money for, I'm about to get an investment, God willing, for some money that I didn't even expect to get because my credit score wasn't even high enough to get it and I'm about to get approved for it. So, you know, when people tell you that you can't do and people tell you that it's not going to work out, as an entrepreneur, just go for it because those who take chances make advances and as long as you got faith and you got God, everything will be all right. Amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> drop mic, but I can't drop the mic. <laughs> Girl, I got chills. I and I, got and chills. I'll make sure to post the GoFundMe link on our friend zone Facebook as well as underneath the SoundCloud and I will also post it on the Twitter so you guys can check that out. Oh, yes. One more thing. Sorry. Um, follow me on Instagram. So I just got a new iPhone today, so I'm going to be a little more active on social media. I, <laughs> the little trap phone didn't work for me. But follow me on Instagram is Pinky907907. Um, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Hey. Hey. Okay, so I'm the nine from 2007, a little old. But it's Pinky, uh, P-I-N-K-Y, 907. So follow me on Instagram for updates for the restaurant and my grand opening. Is, is on September 1st so if y'all are there yay congratulations holla back holla front. front September 1st I'm gonna be in the front okay I don't wanna wait for my plate okay. so let's <laughs> make it a love. date wait my, don't wait for your plate I want a little credit or a, a free I eat for free card okay. for the year or something <laughs> just for the year not the rest of my life like Big Sean and the Chipotle card well, thank you so much for coming, thank Pinky. You. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate what y'all are doing. And, you know, it's really good to see, like, black people moving forward and progressive movement. Like, okay, I yes. love that. Okay. Yes, Come on, brown skin. That's what we're about here at the yeah. Friend Zone. Okay, the Friend Zone. Y'all hiring? You know, I could be like a weekly guest. What's today? It's a weekly show. I could come on like Monday. Now, listen, since you're touching us and you turn us to go, if you get us doing something every day, you could be a weekly guest. Okay. I could be like a correspondent. You could. You could. Like a whole correspondent. You want to get us a whole show? Oh, you know what? You're coming off Mari and things. I mean, I could. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah, see, I could be like the little friend on y'all. Okay. Oh, okay. not Mona. Oh, yes, the answer you to your question of okay Mona is yes. <laughs> uh, look, Pona Scott right here. Pona. Pona, Pona Scott. <laughs> Pinky, what's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius, but I'll be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that we are done here. So now, since she is done being messy, we're going to move to the other messy part of the show. And that is asking for a friend. So don't forget to hit us up at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com if you have any questions, comments, and concerns. Send us in all your crazy stuff. This one actually starts off, I would like to be anonymous. You got your wish. Hey, friends. So I've been dating this guy for about five months now. He's a great guy, and he's like my best friend. We used to work together until a month ago when he got promoted. We never told any of our colleagues that we were dating, although they suspected it. One day I was talking to one of my coworkers, and she told me that she had slept with him a couple of months ago. To say the least, I was devastated. This perfect man was now a fuckboy in my book. I kept asking her questions about when they started sleeping together and when was the last time they slept together. She said she couldn't remember. I told her that we'd been dating for five months. Looking shocked, she says she's sorry. 
that she didn't know, and she begged me not to say anything to him. I blocked his calls for two weeks until another coworker came to me and said that the girl lied about everything. I confronted her about it, and she confirmed that she was lying and oh. thought it was funny. I, I'm sorry. This is awful. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I, Why would you do that? I need to know if I should snatch her by her edges for trying to ruin my happiness with her jealous, petty ways, or if I should just forget about it. I appreciate your advice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Talk about plot twist. Golly. So she was dating this guy for five months, and then she finds out that this girl who ultimately lied said that she slept with the dude a couple months ago. I don't even know what advice I would give. Why did the girl apologize and shit if she was just lying? She probably thought she was going to get beat up. Shit. True. So she was. She like, must she have got, seen she got apologetic hip-hop. real fast. When Carly Rae got into that thing. I don't girl. know, dog. I might would. Well, let me be quiet. I was gonna try not to be petty all day today. <laughs> well, look. Should she snatch her by the her edges? No, for you need to snatch her by that employment. That's what you need to do. You need to get her ass fired. Get her the fuck up out of there like that. How? Like she ruined your life, dog. That's crazy. You need to say she sexually harassed you because low-key, that's what she did. You ain't having sex because she harassed you. Oh, my God. That's hey, sexual harassment that's, to me. That's you know what like I'm saying? That sounds like a sale to me. If hey. I work in HR and you called like that, uh, I, might, I might have to take to your word with that. You need to call the number on her. Yeah. Something. That's so cruel. That's terrible. I'm wondering, I would love for you to mm. give us an update. Did you go back to the dude like, oh, my God, like, I'm sorry, and that's tell him what happened? That's the only other thing about this email. You ain't say a whole lot about this guy. So after you figured out that he wasn't a fuck, but have you talked to him? Or are you still just trying to figure out if you want to beat this young lady's behind? That means she's still doing it to him. That's why she quit talking about it, because she already <laughs> made her mind up. So she's still smashing him, but it's about the other girl now. Right. So um, I say, you know, put the peppers in the juice, girl. Going to get a yeah, fire. Yeah, put the hot sauce <laughs> in her juice. Genefisia did start the war now. That's what I say, dude, for real. Or, right, mm-hmm. you could get cool with her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, no. Like, Justin's like, about like, to no. play the long like, oh, game. girl, I was over it anyway. Like, we good. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then cool just with her. wait. And then it's going to turn into love and hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for her to be in her wedding and shit, and then screw her husband. That's what you should do. <laughs> See, that's that way, every time she look at them wedding pictures, she get hot. That's See, I'm scared do. to tell her to do that. I feel like she's messing with a crazy person. What if the girl be like, ha ha? Oh, so you now because she was so hot and cold and laughed and shit. Like, right. So now she be like, I slept with your husband to get you back. But girl, that is not my husband. I did that to fuck I with was you. I about that too. Like right. Like I'm scared. I'm actually terrified of this young lady. As much as I want to tell you. You might need to be her ass or something. She's crazy. There's something to be said about a person to go that link to fuck with you and what you got going on. Unless she was doing it simply to try to fuck him, and I guess it didn't work out, so then she she told you the truth or whatever, but... If you really want to... Okay, like on a seriously petty note, right? Like if you really want to get the girl back, right? Act like you forgave her. You know what I'm saying? Like just be like, oh, it's no big deal, whatever. You know, like girl, let's just go have a girl's night out. Like let's just get away and forget about it all. Like get a hotel room. You know what I'm saying? Get her completely drunk and then cut her hair while she sleep and blame it on you being drunk. <laughs> oh I feel God. like that's fair because then she got to deal with it just like you got to deal with it. You know, and then y'all are even and just like she laughed it off and said she thought it was funny. You can blame this on being drunk and laugh that off and say it was funny, too. <laughs> so that's my advice. 
Friend, give us what your you Christian got, approach. Honestly, I'm. You want to cut her hair too? Huh? I'm speechless. I. I'm scared of this girl. Right. I mean, I don't know. I think my focus would be on repairing the relationship that was lost. I'd put more of my energy on that because it seems like she was genuinely happy. And trying to get that fixed, and then the girl that did it, like I don't know, I honestly would, I don't know, I'm stunned. I yeah, don't, I don't even know how I would me. go to work and treat this woman every day. The I don't first know. thing she needs to do is get a new job for real, <laughs> like because I couldn't be around her. I'd be so pissed every time I saw her because it's just so childish. Who and has the guy time works for there that? too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, he works there too. Oh, I didn't catch that. So yeah, they all he, just been at work since shit went down. Because <laughs> she said another co-worker came to her after two weeks of blocking him, too. And that's why it's like, so everybody know what's going oh, on. Oh, this is just too much. Where the hell they work? Because she said right. we used to work together until a month ago when he got promoted. So oh, I don't know wow. if he ended up at a different site or he had a new set of responsibilities and came. Either way, how awkward. I don't, I don't even, I honestly don't have advice for how she should treat the girl. Because I don't know what I would do. I feel so like you agree I would, with me. <laughs> yeah, so you agree she should cut her hair? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you don't feel like that you can just forget about it, if you have to do something, sit and really think about whatever your something is going to be and what it's going to do for you. Because you could just cut her hair and be petty and just be like, okay, now we even, so I have that on my system. Or you could just leave it alone if you feel like leaving it alone is going to be good for you. Now, if you feel like you're going to sleep and there's just something that's, it ain't letting you sleep because you got to get this girl back somehow or you got to get to the bottom of it. Think about what you got to do and how well you do or don't know this girl because this is still your work situation and this is still a whole ass another person because people are crazy. So be real careful about what you're doing with who you're doing at your job. Now that you have this man back in your, your graces, if because you, you said trying graces. to ruin your happiness. So I, I guess you did get it back repaired with him. You got the man back. So you, you're good on that. Don't do nothing to fuck up your paper, your eyes or whatever else if, decide, if this girl decides to get crazy with you. So take all that into consideration and write us back and let us know what happened with the man because you ain't say a whole lot about him so that's kind of what I want to know too go over there and teach her kids how to order shit off the cable bill <laughs> like go over there and show them like if you push this button you can watch all the cartoons you want <laughs> or you could go over there and order it all yourself <laughs> literally rent every movie every movie mm. but get the children's movie so it looked like the kids did it and then you know who you gonna blame because who's gonna say something to a kid you know <laughs> like just True. blame it on the kids I don't know shit just to get was three petty notes Listen, today I, I feel <laughs> look, for you because she got, really you she, because no, low key I'm trying ugly. to be nice she tried like she That's got ugly. you yeah. <laughs> she did like, like real fucked up but she did she, she got all up in your shit so nasty so rude <laughs> so Ooh. write us back and let us know an update on that because I'm definitely curious to hear what happened with this triangle. And if your next email come from Danbury County, <laughs> Danbury Correctional Facility, <laughs> then we know you really took the advice. <laughs> so let's jump into church announcements because that's the end of our show for today. Anyone Man, have can, church You can even give it to them soft. You're like, well, this is it, y'all. This is the last chance. I actually do have a church announcement. I think we have a couple church announcements this week, right, guys? We do. We, do. we okay. have some exciting so, ones. I have a church announcement on the date that I'm going to say as soon as I locate it with my eyes, these eyes of mine. These eyes. Okay. So on Saturday, August 27th, 
I will actually be hosting Selena Johnson's concert at the Highline Ballroom. Wow. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, You know, it's going to be a good time. I want everybody to come out. I love R&B music. You guys know that. Um, Look up Selena Johnson's live performance of Another Relationship at the Apollo, and you'll see why you should come to the show. Oh, my God, what are you going to wear? Yeah, um, I I have an idea. Mm. You know, a little something, something, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, come out and see me. I'm going to crack some jokes, encourage everybody to keep the love for R&B music alive. This is something we really need. It's at the Highline Ballroom here in New York City, which is a legendary concert venue. So come out and see me on August 27th, nice. um, hosting the Selena Johnson concert. Really excited about it. So that's my church announcement. Do we have another church? Do we? Well, do you have I anything in Sante? No, Nothing personal? <laughs> Y'all go see me in London at the end of the month and then hit me up in Amsterdam if you got the joints on deck. Silly. <laughs> I, I, we, well, what is this I see about, I, I don't know, like maybe it's just on, in my notes. It's something about August 13th. Did you guys get a note or an email know. about August 13th? I was going, friend, I was actually going to ask you. I see something here about a show on August 13th. Was it like a live show? I think but so. who was on the thing, though? Because when I saw it, it looked like three people, but I couldn't make out well, the faces. Well, the flyer said Dustin, Asante, and friends. So it seems like the friend zone is it's going having... on Toy. What? Hey. And, and I think for the first live show that's going to be, what is this, on the 13th? Yep. It's going to be hosted by The Reed. And it's hosted yep. by Kid Fury and Crystal. So you heard it right, you guys. On August 13th at 8 p.m. here in New York City, we are so excited and proud and grateful and humbled um, by the the opportunity to announce that we will be having our one-year anniversary live show. It's It's our first live show. This has been our baby. We have rocked it for 12 months. (laughs) And so now we're going to watch it take its first steps on August 13th at 8 p.m. So the tickets actually go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. So you can go to thefriendzonelive.com and get your tickets. Uh, there will be VIP ticket packages available where you'll get a chance to like meet and hang out with us before the show and have access to some premium seating because you know we're going to treat you right in the friend zone. <laughs> so get ready, you guys. You are going to experience the friend zone live on Saturday, August 13th at 8 p.m. here in New York City. The tickets go on sale once again this Friday at 10 a.m., not 9.59, Joanne the Scammer, at 10 a.m., <laughs> okay, at the friendzonelive.com, hosted by our dear friends, Crystal and Kid Fury of The Read, part of our Loudspeakers Network family here, and we are very excited. So, literally, so I know excited. people say that, and it Gives becomes like so what you excited. say. We're so excited, but, but no, we like, genuinely are. We're excited, so come see us, right? finally. So excited. Like and, this is, and this is the first city of many, so yes. let's make this first one a great one, and let's then we can keep adding them. Special. Okay. <laughs> yep. Now, don't get mad, because we told y'all what time and when the tickets are going on sale now. If you don't get tickets, I am so sorry. Please tweet Look at Dustin. <laughs> so we love you. We're you excited. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't wait to see all of your faces. So Friday, keep it bookmarked. And that's it for this that's week's show. Friday, show. 10 a.m., thefriendzonelive.com. Yay, we Tickets love you guys. Tickets going to sell. Love you guys. So excited. See you on the 13th of August. That's right. right. And thank you guys for listening to this week's show. And we are gone. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye, Bye y'all. Hey, beautiful ones. Check out the new podcast, Colorful Lives, featuring Angela Yee, Tatiana King-Jones, and myself, of course. Each week, the ladies of the Loudspeakers Network will share tips and insights on how to get the most out of life when it comes to work, 
friendship, health, and love. But right now, you get a sneak peek here on The Friend Zone. Enjoy. Make sure to use the hashtag LiveColorful to join in on the conversation on Twitter. That's hashtag LiveColorful with an extra L at the end. On episode one, we gave you guys tips on how to get advanced or maybe even get started on your dream career. Angela gives you tips from the entertainment angle. Tatiana gives you tips from the tech angle. And I give you tips from the wellness angle. And on episode two... Angela and Tatiana had the opportunity to interview Bilal and Tank at Essence Fest, where you got tons of tips on being an independent artist, how to get your music started, and how to network online. So definitely check that out on SoundCloud and iTunes. I was there for like a month, no money, basically on a probationary period, just auditioning. And we interviewed Jay-Z. Oh my goodness. Wow, that talk about probation. Right. <laughs> and so I'm walking in and I go in the bathroom and he's coming out of the men's bathroom. It's right across from the women's bathroom. He's like, What you doing up here? <laughs> and I said, I'm about to interview you. <laughs> he said, Hey, don't f this up. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. So we go in there and it was when he just became president of Def Jam. So it was him, it was wow. Memphis Bleak, it was young Chris. So they were all in there and it was all me and Cypress Sounds. A lot of pressure. You know. If you hear this, the interview was so funny that people put it on mixtapes. Like Clinton Sparks <laughs> put it on his mixtape because I was kind of nervous. My voice was cracking when I was asking stuff. <laughs> and he was with Beyonce. And this oh, was before stop it. this was before no. Yeah, this is like a disaster. Oh. So this is before they were married and when they weren't really like talking about their relationship. Right, out in the open. So she went in the green room. So I was like trying to ask questions. I was like, so you think you and Beyonce ever going to get married? <laughs> he was like, what'd you say? He said, I should throw my Blackberry at you. 